everyone, and welcome to Sinful Sarah's Horror Menagerie. I'm your host, Sarah Sin, tackling horror movies, peeling back the layers, and taking a deeper dive into them. Again, on the show, I don't just discuss my love of horror movies. I like to bring in the aspect and perspective of horror and history, how horror movies tend to reflect society's fears. And since I am a psychology major, I like to bring this aspect and perspective in as well and see how the horror movie I'm focusing on reflects psychology and mental health in any way. Okay, so if any of you read my thread on Twitter, you know that I am struggling a lot right now (laughs) with a lot, but mostly it's because Hamera left the other day for Iowa, and she's going to be gone for 10 days, and I've never been away from her for more than four days, so I'm struggling with the idea of not only with her being gone away from me for so long, but the fact that I don't trust her father, so... I'm dealing with a lot right now. It's just been really rough. And I was even thinking about not even putting out an episode today because I'm just really not in the right headspace. But I was like, you know what? I also need a distraction. And I love doing this show. And it's very therapeutic for me. So I'm hoping this just gives me a chance to just kind of, you know, put my head somewhere else for a little bit. And I also might do some shopping therapy. I don't know yet. But the biggest thing is that Hamera's gone. She's with her dad who I don't trust at all, and I can't protect her from him. And it's really driving me crazy, and it's just making me even more depressed than I already am. So what I ended up doing um, was, and I didn't want to do this because she's only eight years old, but I ended up getting her a cell phone. That way she can call me, text me, um, video chat with me anytime she wants. She doesn't have to ask a phone from someone else. And if it does end up that she has to call for help, she has her own means of doing that. So that's giving me slightly peace of mind, but I won't be happy and I won't be, you know, panicking <laughs> until she's back home in my arms. So that's what I'm really dealing with is Hamara being gone and it's really hard on me. So I'm just going to move on to the last movie for the theme of Here Comes the Bride, whose actions were justified with 1998's Bride of Chucky, directed by Ronnie Yu. Starring Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany, Brad Dorf as Chucky, well, the voice of Chucky, Katherine Heigl as Jade, Nick Stable or Stibile, sorry if I butchered that, as Jesse, Alexis Arquette as Damien, Gordon Michael Wolopvet as David, and John Ritter as Warren. So, for horror and history, I would definitely put this movie with like the post scream meta horror movies. Like, this movie does poke fun at itself. And then references other horror movies. Serial killers, like in the 90s, a lot, and I know this movie came out in the late 90s, but still, in the 90s, a lot of movies focused on real people being the monster. And the character of Charles Lee Ray is named after Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. So he's named after actual murderers. And I would definitely say, like, the idea of, like, dysfunctional relationships, codependent relationships, toxic relationships, and how. They can be a toxic relationship, but not every relationship is the same. So, like, they differ in different ways of what makes it toxic. Psychology and mental health, we got manipulation, dependency, obsession, antisocial personality disorder with psychopathic tendencies, toxic relationships, abuse, hybristophilia, uh, lust, vulnerability, and being codependent. So what is this movie about? After being chopped to pieces by an industrial fan at the end of Child's Play 3, Chucky is resurrected by his longtime girlfriend, Tiffany. After an argument, 
Chucky transfers Tiffany's soul into a bride doll after electrocuting her in the bathtub. But now they both need bodies and to find an amulet to complete the spell. This is where star-crossed lovers Jade and Jesse come into play. The killer dolls arrange for Jade and Jesse to bring them to New Jersey with the intent to get the amulet from Chucky's buried human body and hijack Jade and Jesse's body for themselves. Along the way to New Jersey, bodies start piling up. Will Jade and Jesse turn on each other? Will Chucky and Tiffany succeed in their plan? Moving on to the subgenre. So this movie could be put under, you know, the slasher flick subgenre since we do have some slashing going on in it. It could also be put under, you know, possession horror subgenre since we do have like voodoo in play and possessed dolls running around. But since this movie is very meta in some ways and makes you cringe but also makes you laugh, I'm going to say this movie is more under the horror comedy subgenre. So I'll go over the definition of horror comedy. Horror comedy. This subgenre blends horror and humor together beautifully in such a way to scare the audience yet make them laugh at the same time. These films intend to break the ice in the horror aspect, which helps make the movie fun and enjoyable. Sometimes the -the over-the-top gore and kills are what makes the movie humorous, not taking themselves too seriously. And other times, this genre spoofs other horror movies or genres. These movies are a great, quote, gateway horror to ease some people into the horror genre. Okay, so I think that like one of the biggest aspects of this movie and like one of the issues that it really tackles is the idea of toxic relationships. Jesse and Jade, Tiffany and Chucky, they're all in toxic relationships. However, Jesse and Jade's like relationship differs from Chucky and Tiffany because I would definitely say that Tiffany and Chucky also have abuse within their with their relationship. So, they both are in toxic relationships, and that's really what I'm going to dive deep into today is that it, this movie really focuses on two different kinds of toxic relationships. So my plan is to like go over a few scenes involving Jesse and Jade, kind of talking about why their relationship is toxic, and like you know, and then go over a few scenes about Tiffany and Chucky, and then talk about like why their relationship is toxic. So Jesse and Jade are like young, star-crossed, Romeo and Juliet lovers, Warren, who is Jade's uncle, whom she lives with because her parents have died, does not like Jesse because he views him as, quote, trailer trash. Now, we do know that Jade is, is still in high school because we do see her headed to prom at one point, but I don't really know if Jesse's in high school or recently out of high school or what his story is in that aspect. All I know is that they're both young. So after Tiffany's soul is transferred into the doll, Chucky and her need a ride to New Jersey so she can, you know, they can get the amulet and stuff. So Tiffany calls Jesse and offers him money to take her and Chucky to New Jersey. And then Jesse goes to Jade's house afterwards. Jesse. Jade. You know I'll never take you for granted. Jade. Jesse. Jesse. You know, like, if you'd cook, I'd do the dishes, right? Jade, what are you talking about? Jesse, I'd do anything for you, anything at all. You know that, right? Right? Jade, yes, yes, I know. Jesse, then marry me. Jade, what? Jesse, marry me, tonight. Jade, Warren would kill us. Jesse, I don't care about Warren. That's why we're going to disappear. Jade, where are we going to go? Jesse, anywhere you want. 
Jade. Well, what are we going to do for money? Jesse, I got money. And he shows her the $500 that Tiffany has given him. Jade, where did you get this? Jesse, you know my neighbor Tiffany? She's paying me $500 to take a couple of dolls to a friend of hers in New Jersey. Jade, there's another 500 when we get there. Jade, oh shit, Jesse, what has that freak gotten you into? Jesse, I don't know. I don't care. I can put a deposit on an apartment. I'll get a job. I'll help put you through college. Jade, marry me. What do you say? Jade, I say, I do. So once they get on the road, um, that very night, this cop, Nelson, who is being paid by Warren to, like, snoop on Jade, he stops them at this, like, truck stop, or I actually don't really remember what it is, but Jade's inside getting food, that's all I remember. And then Chucky blows up Nelson within his cop car, and Jesse and Jade, like, they jump back in the car, and then they start speeding off to, you know, escape the scene of the crime. Jesse, where were you? Jade, is that all you have to say? Jesse, what do you want me to say? Jade, I should think you'd have something to say about what happened back there. Jesse, oh, I got something to say. I think you're fucking crazy. Jade, I'm crazy? You say you'd do anything for me and this is what I get? Jesse, wait a minute. You don't think I had anything to do with that explosion back there? Jade, didn't you? Jesse, no, to be honest, I was thinking the same thing about you. Jade, how could you think that? Jesse, you announced in front of a hundred people that you wanted to vaporize him. Jade, oh, that was a figure of speech. Jesse, well, you were just as quick to accuse me. So Jade and Jesse uh, do decide to get married, and they end up staying. They're not, if you watch the scene, they are not happy about getting married, so I don't really understand why they do it to begin with. And they end up staying at this honeymoon suite. In the middle of the night, Jesse leaves the room because he thinks Jade's sleeping. So Jade takes this opportunity to call David, which is a mutual friend between her and Jesse. David, hello? Jade, David, it's me. David, Jade, where are you? Jade, Niagara, the honeymoon suite's motel, which, believe me, is even worse than it sounds. David, are you okay? Jade, no. I'm married. David, is that bad? Jade, I'm really scared. I think maybe he did it, David. I think Jesse has totally lost it. David, Jesus. Jade, what should I do? David, are you sure? Jade, pretty sure. David, then you've got to go to the police. Jade, I don't think I can. I still love him. Is that wrong? David, hold on a second. Hello? Jesse, David, it's me. David, hey, Jesse. Jesse, I'm sorry to call you so late. I got a problem. It's Jade. David, listen to me. Go to the police now before somebody else gets hurt. So two people end up getting murdered at that motel. Um, by Chucky and Tiffany. Jade and Jesse are like trying to leave in a hurry and they jump in the van. Jade, oh, I can't do this. Jesse, what? Jade, I can't go with you, Jesse. Not anymore. Jesse, 
Oh, man, I'm glad you said that first. Jade, why? Jesse, Jade, this is too much for me. I love you. I will always love you. But there's a limit to how much I can take. Jade, would you please stop talking to me like I'm the one who's crazy? You're the crazy one. You're the mass murderer. Jesse, you mean multiple murderer. Jade, so you admit it. Jesse, no, I don't. Jade, I can't take this shit anymore. So, there you go. There's a few scenes. So, these two lovebirds, Jade and Jesse, are supposed to be, like I said, a Romeo Juliesque like lovers. Like, forbidden to be together because of where they come from. Jesse comes from a trailer park where it's implied he comes from, like, low income. He's poor. And Jade lives with her uncle, like I said, who's the chief of police. Who is very overbearing and dominating over Jade almost to the point of being very abusive, like verbally abusive. And at one point, Warren even looks at Jade and says, Jade, when you're 18, you can go to hell for all I care. But until then, I'm stuck with you. And I'll be damned if I'm going to let you embarrass me by ending up on Jerry Springer with some trailer trash lowlife. So Warren is not a fan of Jesse, only because of where he comes from. So he keeps sending this guy Nelson out to like follow Jade around to make sure she's not with Jesse. So, it's supposed to look like they're this, like, love birds, like, star-crossed lovers, you know, young love. But to me, their relationship is still very toxic because, in my eyes, they're trying to use each other to escape their unhappy lives. Like, they think running away and getting married, you know, is going to, quote, fix their problems. You know, they're very dependent on one another. Like, they're dependent on one another to bring the other one happiness. You know, Jade's dependent on Jesse to give her happiness and vice versa. Like, they're very dependent on one another or, you know, codependent to save each other from the lives they so desperately want to leave. And part of, like, what makes their relationship so toxic is the fact that they're so codependent on each other to save them from the lives they want to leave. They think, oh, we're getting married. That's going to bring us happiness. That's going to, you know, fix our problems. And on top of this, like, I also say the relationship's toxic because you see how fast they turn on one another. The night they run away, that's the night Nelson gets killed. They automatically assume the other one is the killer. Like Jade thinks Jesse did it. Jesse thinks Jade did it. All trust just goes right out the window as soon as something goes wrong. You know, that's not a healthy relationship. When something goes wrong, you're very quick to say like, nope, you did it you know, I don't trust you anymore. And that's exactly what happens the very first night. Like I said, Chucky kills Nelson and both of them are like, you did it, you did it, you did it. The trust just goes out the window. Like I said, that's not healthy. That's toxic. And the truth is like, I don't think these two are really in love. You know, I think they think they're in love, but the truth is they're in love with the idea that the other is going to whisk them away from their troubled lives and save them, set them free, and they will be happy by running away. They think that running away is going to solve their problems. They think that running away with each other is going to solve their problems. They are very codependent on one, in, one another to fix their problems, save them from their problems, and save them from these lives they desperately want to run away from. And that's what I mean by this is a very toxic relationship is because you can't be codependent on someone else to bring you happiness. You can't think that that person's going to solve your problems. You know, you have to fix things yourselves. You have to make yourself happy before, 
you know, you can move on. And I think that's one of the reasons that makes their relationship so toxic is they're so dependent on each other to save them from those lies they desperately want to leave. And then on top of that, as soon as something goes wrong, they are very quick to throw trust out that window and blame the other person and say, no, you did it. So again, like I said, it's toxic because they really, in the end, don't trust each other because they very much turn on each other as soon as something goes wrong. So I hope that all makes sense. Okay, so moving on to Tiffany and Chucky. So Tiffany gets the remains of Chucky as a doll by bribing a police officer to steal it from an evidence locker, whom she happily kills once she gets to their meeting spot and gets what she wants. You know, she sews Chucky back together, uses the voodoo spell to try to bring him back to life, and at first she's like, oh, what a crock, this didn't work. And then she realizes it did work. Her boyfriend, or really the guy she's just dating named Damien, comes over, and this is when Tiffany realizes the spell worked. So she starts seducing Damien and ends up handcuffing him to the bed. Tiffany, you know, Damien, there's something I never told you about Chucky. Damien, don't tell me Schmucky is one of those dolls who wets his pants. Tiffany, ah, 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 ah. I wouldn't talk that way about Chucky if I were you. He has a very bad temper. You see, we lived together for years. Of course, that was before the cops killed him. That was before he passed his soul into that doll there. Boy, was he ever jealous. Anybody even looked at me, Chucky would take care of him. Wouldn't you, Chucky? We were going to get married. God, was he an incredible lover. He was the best I ever had. Damien, come on, baby. He ain't big enough to take care of a woman like you. Chucky, it ain't the size that counts, asshole. It's what you do with it. And then Chucky ends up killing Damien. He, like, rips out his lip ring, throws a pillow on his face, and then sits on him. Chucky, hi. Tiffany, hi. Chucky, how you been? Tiffany, okay. You? Chucky, peachy. Actually, to tell you the truth, I've been kind of out of it. Tiffany, I know. It took me ten years to find you. Chucky, that is sick. And he looks at this picture that Damien had taken. What are you doing with that jerk anyways? Tiffany, ten years is a long time, Chucky. Besides, I was never with him. You know me. I'll kill anybody. But I'll only sleep with someone I love. Chucky, you look great, Tiff. Tiffany, thanks. Chucky, I mean it. I gotta be honest. I always thought you were gonna let yourself go. Come here. Yeah. Tiffany, oh, stop it. So Tiffany um, ends up making Chucky like his favorite Swedish meatballs, and he's still in doll form. Or, well, she's still in human form is what I mean. And they're just talking. Tiffany, you know, Chucky, I still have the ring. Chucky, what ring? Tiffany, the ring, the one you left for me. I found it on the mantle the night you were killed. I've never taken it off. Chucky, oh, that? The one I got from Vivian Van Pelt? Tiffany, Vivian who? Chucky, Vivian Van Pelt. I dumped her in the river, remember? Six grand easy. Tiffany, you mean you weren't going to ask me to marry you? Chucky, what are you, fucking nuts? And he starts to laugh. You thought... Tiffany, you haven't changed. You'll never change. What the hell was I thinking? So Tiffany ends up, like, taking Chucky and throwing him in this, like, playpen that she said was for babies and locks it. 
and she makes him really mad. She really pisses him off. And later on, like, she buys his bride doll and, like, sticks it in there and says, here you go, Chucky. And then Chucky tills, uh, kills Tiffany and transfers her soul into that bride doll. Chucky, face it, Tiff. You need me. Otherwise, you're stuck like this for good. Tiffany, I don't need you. I'll look it up myself. Chucky, oh, go ahead. Chapter 6, page 217. Tiffany, the heart of Dumbala. What's that? Chucky, an amulet. We need it to transfer our souls into human bodies. Tiffany, okay. And where the hell is it? Chucky, I was wearing it around my neck the night those bastards gunned me down. It was buried with my corpse in Hackensack, New Jersey. Tiffany, all right, let's go. Chucky, oh sure, I'll steer and you can work the pedals. We're dolls, you dope. Tiffany, oh my God, what are we going to do? And she starts to cry. Chucky, shut up. Tiffany, you shut up. So later on, so while Jesse and Jade are in the chapel getting married, Chucky and Tiffany are just kind of sitting around and hanging out in the van. Tiffany, isn't it beautiful? I always dreamed of having a big church wedding with bridesmaids and a cake with my picture in the paper. Not just the usual mugshot, but something really flattering. Chucky, Tiff, I'm sorry for everything. Tiffany, um, I guess I can't complain. I mean, I always wanted us to spend more time together. Maybe do some traveling and see the world. Well, just look at us now. And they both start to laugh. Chucky, yeah, life sure is full of surprises. So after Chucky and Tiffany actually reveal themselves to Jade and Jesse, they end up stealing an RV to get to New Jersey and, you know, transfer their souls into Jade and Jesse's body. And Tiffany is, you know, in the kitchen cooking and baking for Chucky. Chucky, if I had known that marriage was such a great gig, I would have never waited this long to tie the knot. Jesse, on the other hand, she's not much of a housekeeper, is she? Chucky, Tiff? Those dishes aren't going to wash themselves, you know. Jade, you were nice enough to cook for him. The least he could do is wash the dish. And Tiffany actually throws a dish at Chucky. Chucky, what are you doing? She throws another dish. What would Martha Stewart say? Tiffany, fuck Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart can kiss my shiny plastic butt. Here I am, slaving, making cookies, making Swedish meatballs. And for what? For a man who doesn't appreciate me? For a man who can't even wash one fucking dish? For a man who isn't even a man at all where it counts? If you get my drift. And then she looks to Jade. Take it from me, honey. Plastic is no substitute for a nice hunk of wood. Chucky looks at to Jessie. I didn't hear her complaining last night. And then at the end of the movie, like, Tiffany stabs Chucky. They get into, like, this huge fight with, like, shovels and stuff, because they're at the graveyard, where Chucky stabs Tiffany. He ends up killing her, and then Chucky does end up getting killed himself by, I think, the cop or detective that was following them. So, again, this is a very toxic relationship between these two. Chucky and Tiffy, Tiffany sorry, are very toxic and abusive towards each other. Like, they, they're in a very toxic and abusive relationship. So, to start it off, like, Chucky is a serial killer. He was called the Lakeshore Strangler, you know, before he was killed and, you know, transferred his soul into a good guy's doll. So, typically with 
Serial killers, you know, they suffer from antisocial personality disorder, which is defined as a mental health condition in which a person consistently shows no regard for right and wrong and ignores the rights and feelings of others. People with antisocial personality disorder tend to purposely make others angry or upset and manipulate or treat others harshly or with cruel indifference. They lack remorse and do not regret their behavior. And this is from the Mayo Clinic. So Chucky does not care how he treats people especially Tiffany, as long as he gets what he wants, or it's really for personal gain. And I would probably label Chucky as antisocial personality disorder with psychopathic tendencies. So one of the theories about like psychopath versus sociopath is that a psychopath is born, is a product of biology, you know, nature, while a sociopath is made, a product of their environment, nurture. But there, these are a few characteristics of a psychopath. Um, feeling few, if any, emotions, sadism, pleasure from causing pain to others, charming personality, lack of fear, risk-taking behavior, no remorse for wrongdoing, use relationships purely for gain. And that's from Very Well Health. So that's kind of like just Chucky himself in a nutshell. So like he is um, a serial killer. He um, kills for pleasure. He enjoys killing people. I would definitely say antisocial personality disorder with psychopathic tendencies. I do believe that he was born a, a psychopath. I don't think he was made into a sociopath. So already, like, Chucky has all these characteristics of not a very good person. So, you know, already, like, I don't see him ever being in a, you know, healthy relationship. So moving on to Tiffany. Tiffany is really interesting to me because, you know, she's a killer. But she's also like a, a hopeless romantic homebody. You know, she'll kill someone without a second thought. Like, she'll just kill someone on a whim. But she also loves to cook, bake. She wants to get married, settle down, like have kids, have a family. And she wants to do this with Chucky. You know, she seems to be attracted to men who kill, which is why I'm assuming she was interested in Chucky, like, in the first place. And in the beginning of the movie, like, she gets really excited when she thinks Damien actually murdered someone. Like, he shows her this picture and is like, take a look at this. And she's like, oh, my God, you finally did it. You finally killed someone. Like, tell me about it. You know, like, how did it go? Was it all bloody? And then she realizes it was just a picture of Damien making himself look out, you know, to look like he had been murdered. So she calls him out on it. But she seems to be attracted to these kind of men. Um, and... I looked it up, and this is called hybristophilia. I hope I said that right. Which is basically like sexual arousal, sexual attraction to people who commit crimes, typically harsh crimes such as murder. So that's kind of like who Tiffany is. Like she's very interesting. I would also consider her like probably a psychopath, you know. But she's also this hopeless romantic. Like, and she treats it's so weird because she treats people so nice. Like she's so kind to the character of Jesse, who's our neighbor. Like, I would not think she would actually kill him, like, would, you know, walk over to him and just murder him. She's very kind to certain people, but she'll also kill people without thinking. So she's a very interesting character to me, because she's very likable, even though she's murdering people without a second thought. So, you know, of course, like, why is this relationship toxic? Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this relationship is incredibly toxic. You know, I do. So in my opinion, I do believe Tiffany truly loves Chucky, like more so than Chucky loves Tiffany. I think Chucky 
cares about Tiffany, but in his own way. And again, it's about personal gain. He doesn't really have very many emotions, but he's very abusive towards her. You know, he's mentally, emotionally, and verbally abusive to her. You know, he, when he first sees her, when he's first resurrected and they talk, he's like, hey, I thought you were going to let yourself go, but look at you. You're hot still. You know, he laughs in her face when she's telling him about the ring and was really happy that she thought he was going to marry her. Like, that was what she was waiting for, was him to ask her to marry him. And he laughs in her face, which literally breaks Tiffany's heart, you know? And, you know, he's he's just so mean to her. However, you know, let's look at the other side of it. Like, Tiffany is also obsessed with Chucky. You know, she will kill for him. You know, she took 10 years of waiting for him, looking for his, you know, good guy doll body to bring him back to life, not really moving on in her own life. Like, it seems like Tiffany wants to please Chucky in any way, whether that be murdering someone for him or being a domesticated housewife who cooks and cleans for him. They fight all the time, even to the point of being physical. You know, so like I said, they're very abusive of one another, but I would definitely say Chucky's definitely more of the abuser. He's verbally and like physically and mentally and emotionally abusive towards Tiffany. Like he uses Tiffany. He used Tiffany. I'm sorry. But like, did he ever love her? I don't really know. Like, I mean, so, you know, when Tiffany pisses Chucky off, his first reaction is to kill her, you know, electrocute her in the bathtub, transfer her soul into a doll almost to like to prove a point and to punish her all because she made him mad, you know? So like I said, like they have a very toxic relationship on so many levels. Like these are two people who should not be together. You know, Chucky is a serial killer suffering from antisocial personality disorder with psychopathic tendencies. And Tiffany is a psychopathic killer, but also is likable and charming and, I think she does care about a lot of people, which is why she won't kill those people, but she also will kill people without a second thought. These two should not be together. And also, how did Chucky get Tiffany? She is a blonde bombshell, but, you know, I actually find Brad Dorff very um, charming anyway, so I can see why she went with him, but that was something I read in, like, a lot of reviews was, like, how could Charles Lee Ray get a girl like Tiffany? And I'm like, well... Brad Dorff's very charming, so I can kind of see why Tiffany would be attracted to him. But anyways, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love Tiffany and Chucky. Like, I love their, this aspect of the series of having Tiffany and Chucky together. You know, one minute they're bantering like an old married couple. The next minute they're kissing each other, being romantic. The next minute they're trying to kill each other. You know, I do love bringing Tiffany into the series. It's probably my favorite part of this franchise was bringing Tiffany into it. But that doesn't mean they don't have a toxic relationship. They have a very toxic, um, unhealthy, codependent relationship, especially since they keep going back to one another. At the end, they keep going back to one another, even when they know it probably won't work out. So I hope that all makes sense. So. I'm going to move on to my reviews, and again, because of time limitations, I'm just going to read one for today. That was a bit mental, says, whereas the Child's Play trilogy played things out with a stony-faced solemnity, as if it were Cape Fear, 
Bride of Chucky knows it's a bit mental, and because of this, it's far funnier than Chucky's previous films. The one-liners come thick and fast, and the characters of Chucky and Tiffany play well off each other. They're an odd couple, both literally and figuratively. Tiffany wants a happy home where she bakes cookies for her loving man, while Chucky is a foul-mouthed sleazeball who doesn't have a romantic bone in his plastic body. So it's fun watching their personalities clash. Okay, so overall, this movie is a funny, yet gory in its own right, horror comedy that will scare you while it makes you burst out laughing at the same time. It has some great meta moments, poking fun at itself and other horror movies, while at the same time giving us some brutal, over-the-top kills. The introduction of Tiffany was the highlight of this movie, and I cannot picture anyone else but Jennifer Tilly being our Tiffany. She is beautiful, funny, and I absolutely love her voice. Tiffany is a total badass and everything a female killer doll should be, and nothing Chucky deserves, in my opinion. You can do better, Tiff girl. But I do love the dynamics between Chucky and Tiffany. They're bringing up issues we do see in real life in an entertaining way that is also stating this is a harsh truth at the same time. Again, like I said, Tiffany is literally my favorite part of the entire franchise. Bringing Tiffany into this, she is my all-time favorite. If you haven't seen this movie, you really need to. It's a fun one that deviates from the previous movies, bringing more comedy to the horror in a way that works. It's, again, probably one of my favorite in the franchise. I don't want to say that because I do love the first child's play, but there's just something so charming about Bride of Chucky, and a lot of it has to do with Tiffany because I absolutely love Tiffany. I mean, I even cosplay as Tiffany because I love this character so much. So I'm going to wrap it up for today. Thank you again for joining me here on Sinful Sarah's Horror Menagerie. Again, I'm your host, Sarah Sin. Thank you for sticking around as I discuss horror history, psychology, and mental health within horror movies. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, thank you for listening. And I just want to remind everybody that there's a horror movie out there for everyone to enjoy. So thank you. <laughs>